What? What? Oh, oh. What about cats? Welcome to Things We Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. Welcome back to Trivia, guys. We're going to have another fun night. I hear it's still Christmas going on. Is that true? (laughs) I believe so. Christmas in the fort, at least. In mid-February, of course. Yeah, it's super cozy here. We have the Yuletide log going. Stu and I have made a really cozy fort. We thoroughly invite Ryan to come join us. But, you know, there's a rule. To be in the fort, you can't be you can't be winning. One of us will have to one of us has to get booted out for us to all be in the fort. Exactly. Rachel, you are so good at trivia. Why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> I do my best because other trivia does more like history and geography and not media. You know I don't watch TV and have no idea what's going on in the world. <laughs> and there's something to be said about like like buzzing in like pub trivia is way different that you get the question you get a moment to think yeah and like it's kind of a different like you're in your own like space when you're here it's i mean there's family right (laughs) (laughs) you know i was on during the jeopardy goat stuff i was listening to some of the interviews and they'd be like what is the most important thing to like do you practice do you do whatever and ken jennings kept saying like two or three times across interviews he's like really the number one thing i do is just pay attention to Alex's voice. I just listen. Like, I really hone in. Like, I become one with Alex's voice, and that's how you get good at the buzzer. And, like, that's where a lot of people mess up is that if you buzz too early before, like, the gate goes down, essentially, you get locked out for, like, a quarter second. And it's, like, that's where people screw up. And we were watching Team Jeopardy uh, because that's way easier to get answers right to. (laughs) And you would see people, like, bah, bah, bah. Like, and then like get frustrated and they like throw their hands up trying to click at everything and they wouldn't get it. And Ken was just like, you have to focus in on his voice. You learn his, his mannerisms and his cadence. And that's how you learn like exactly when to buzz in. That's brilliant. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's a whole different game. That totally makes sense. You know, I'm actually (laughs) feeling like a bit of a failure of a girlfriend right now because (laughs) I definitely can't tell. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) I can't either, but I mean, we just interrupt him anyways. That's, That's true. So we were talking a little bit. You uh, we were joking around about your your YouTube video ideas, how we were talking about the Yule Log, how like yeah. our, my number one goal, if maybe that'll be like a Patreon stretch goal one day to a Patreon we don't have, is we will do a Christmas <laughs> Yuletide video where like an hour and a half in, the fire catches the whole set on fire and <laughs> all of a sudden... After an hour and a half of cozy Christmas music and fire, like the fire department has to break in and the whole set burns <laughs> down and everyone goes crazy. It's all <laughs> chaos. I love, I love that, that idea. And like that would be the best would, video ever. People would watch it on Christmas, like not knowing, right? Because you can't title it like, oh man, set disaster. You know, you you title it like you will tide log two hours. And then <laughs> guess what? That's the best Christmas story ever. I think that's but, absolutely brilliant. Um, like nature scenery and stuff for, you know, somebody to have in the backdrop uh, or in the background or maybe for meditation or whatever it might be. But our idea was, you know, maybe at the hour mark in every video or so, uh, somebody would do something weird and subtle in the background, like <laughs> Sasquatch walks through the woods, you know, or like if it's a creek, maybe some dude just like goes out there and like starts washing his shirt or like fishing. <laughs> like, who knows? You know, just something absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> just you said meditation. And I just imagined like a serene meditation stones or yoga and then just somebody in the background with like a Jamba juice 
cup. <laughs> <laughs> Just like slurping in it's, the background. Exactly. It, it It's ridiculous. And it would only happen for a minute. And it's totally like you play it off like it's serious and then you keep going. <laughs> That's awesome. I think there's a new girl scene because I've been watching the first season of New Girl again where... Yeah. The Nick, one of the characters, is trying to cut his own hair, and he's like, "I'm watching the video. Like, I know how to do this." And then all of a sudden, you just hear, "Ah!" And they're just like, "Oh my god!" And he just goes, "No wonder it had so many views." It's exactly right. So, all right, let's get to some trivia then. This is the 37th ever episode. We are climbing higher and higher. I can't wait till we get to 50. I don't know what we're gonna do, but I can't wait. Podcast pizza party. There you go. And we have four rounds of questions. What's that? I said we always need a podcast pizza party. True. I agree. Uh, Each round, a different theme and style, including some amazing new ones, including a user submitted (gasps) round. Yes. Oh my gosh. So excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, We'll explain all of it when we get there. And these will answer and vie to earn all of the Yuletide points and mutual viral link destruction something 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 (laughs) so if you're ready we'll start as always with a general trivia general trivia question number one each answer will be worth two points so call out when you know it question number one what danish sounding company was created in 1961 in the bronx and is now licensed to the nestle company what in quotes stew Stu. swiss miss not swiss miss what uh, i put in quotes danish sounding company oh was okay actually What's... created in 1961 not toblerone oh that's a oh, pretty that good a, guess that's a good guess it was created in the bronx and is now licensed to the nestle company created in the bronx and licensed to the nestle company um Danish sounding name was created. I keep thinking of cheese danishes. Like, I can't, <laughs> my mind won't go off of that. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything. Gosh. Um, Danish sounding. Danish sound. No, let me, let me, let me, let me. <laughs> no one cut me off. Um, Danish sounding, Danish sounding. It might actually be fairly Dutch and German sounding as well. Yeah, no, I don't have it. <laughs> uh, this would be the under the Nestle company, the ice cream company Hagendas. Oh, oh, that's brilliant. Which uh, I believe Das was a family name, and then Hagen is, if I understand right, is basically of the Hog. Oh, is it like of oh. the city? So. Cool. Created uh, basically a completely nonsensical name. So. Interesting. Hagen No points there. Question number two. It's kind of a long one. The Lagrange point. The Lagrange point is the point between two objects, such as the moon and the earth, where what part of it cancels each other out in such a way that the third object would stay stuck between them rather than being drawn towards? Yes. What? <laughs> what? See, Ryan, you, you say that I do so well at trivia, and you wonder how I end up in the fort. It's questions like these: how I end up in the fort. <laughs> <laughs> but it's if it's anything space related. Oddly enough, this this kernel of this question 
I also discovered while we were in France. Uh, I don't remember what it it was, works it was differently. quite um, earth, earth shaking. <laughs> Metric gravity is way different than imperial gravity. Oh my God. <laughs> the Lagrange point is essentially where two objects' gravity cancel each other out. So I almost, it, it makes more sense to think of like magnets almost, where something would just be stuck in the middle, even as it's orbiting. The right. third party would just stay stuck there and not be drawn to the other orbits. So. Question number three. The black lemur is the only mammal other than humans to have what genetic trait that only about 17% of humans have? That black only lem- about 17% of humans have? Yes. Black lemur is the only mammal other than humans to have what genetic trait that only about 17% oh. of humans have? Stew? Stew. Double jointed? Not double jointed. Chill? Rachel. Um, green eyes. Not green eyes. The black lemur is the only mammal other than humans to have what genetic trait that only 17% of humans have? I did put in quotations uh, that only 17% of humans have, including your wonderful trivia host. Blue eyes. Yes, blue eyes. Oh, wow. Huh. Blue nice. eyes. Definitely thought more people had it than that. Yeah, me too. So. The black lemur is the only other mammal to have blue eyes as a genetic trait, or that can have them. What about cats? Yeah, what about huskies? I don't know, man. It said it on the thing. I have have a cat upstairs with blue eyes. His name is Skittles. He's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) He's part Siamese. I'm calling bullshit. I'm looking it it up. I'm looking it up. (laughs) Are you sure it's not like... uh... We're getting bolder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to post to the Instagram. I'm going to post a picture of Skittles and his beautiful blue eyes. Yes, yeah, Sue, send me a picture and we can put a, po- uh, a picture of Skittles there. And we're going to ask, is he real? <laughs> or is he Photoshopped? Is he Photoshopped? Can we're mammals take a have poll. blue eyes? Sorry to call you out, Ryan. but uh... No, no. I've, this is the only other mammal. I wonder if it was the only other primate yeah. or primate. I think, yeah, I think lemurs are marsupials, but I could. Stu cat, is Stu's cat real or not? Stu cat. I said, I said it to Ryan. <laughs> I believe his cat is real. I looked it up. Not his cat, but. Well, you're, you're going to get a text message with Skittles sitting at the kitchen <laughs> island like a good boy waiting for treats. <laughs> I'm really curious now. I, I Now that I'm on the spot, I can't come up with any Google searches that help. <laughs> I know. And I'm sorry to totally call you out on it, but. Mammal is definitely not the primate. I would totally believe 100%. You know what? I got this from the San Diego Zoo. So, uh, well, San Diego, everyone go trash them. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, can you reread your question for a second? Uh, what I have here is the black lemur is the only mammal other than humans to have what genetic trait that only about 17% of humans have? Yeah. Yeah, no way. Although, okay, he, here's a thought. It does say it, the blue-eyed black lemur is the only primate besides humans, but another spot that I had it had it mixed up. Well, which is it? Primate, totally. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what to do about let's consider, point. I mean, let's consider it primate. That's what the question probably was and was meant to be. It should have been. Should have been. Also, both of you now have a picture of my cat. 
This is beautiful. It's a very it's, cute cat with very beautiful blue eyes. Yes. <laughs> and stripey fur. So now I don't know what to do. I don't know how to give slash rescind a point. <laughs> Skip it. Yeah. Oh, that just means Rachel doesn't get a point then. I, that's that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. Or I, just give I, Rachel I, a point then. Yeah, just call it. All right, Rachel gets a point. Only Aww. one, because it was on the second question anyways. And I will be dead before I give half points. <laughs> half points are a beautiful thing and everyone should have them in their life. All right, one point to Rachel there for my uh, poorly researched lopsided joke. Or lo- joke. It is a joke. <laughs> joke of a question. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Which U.S. state has its three most populous cities all beginning with the same letter? Actually, I made the question. Question number five. Angela Lansbury sang the title song for Beauty and the Beast. But before that, she also played a witch named Miss Eglatine Prince. Price. Eglatine Price in which 1971 did... Rachel? Nope. Rachel. (laughs) <laughs> in which 1971 disney musical movie what was the witch's name the witch was named miss eglatine price not fantasia eglatine price in the angela, 70s yeah 1971 angela lansbury played the title song in beauty and the beast but before that she played a witch named miss Eglantine Price in which 1971, I will say live action Disney musical movie. Live action? Yes. I don't think it's from the 70s though. Stu. Stu. Pete's Dragon? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, I got nothing. Pete's Dragon. Rachel? Rachel. Is it Bed Dobbs and Broomsticks? Yes. Oh my gosh. I loved that movie growing up. I absolutely adored it. Well done. Eh? I think a lesser known one, especially today. Oh, certainly. The bed knobs and broomsticks, chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah. All of those of that kind of era. People yeah. forget they exist. I think most people know chitty chitty bang bang, but bed knobs and broomsticks, I, you know, definitely flies under the radar. If your kids haven't seen it, Stu, maybe, maybe actually wait a couple of years for this one, but yeah. very, very good. Very, I love it. I, I grew I, up on it. I'm going to be honest, we we had it. I remember looking at the VHS tapes of it several times when trying to pick out the Disney movie I wanted to watch, and mm-hmm. I never watched it. I also was not a fan of live-action stuff in general. Uh, growing up, I liked the cartoons way more, so yeah. I probably just always defaulted to skipping over it. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, But it is a good one. And I watched a YouTube video multiple times to make sure I emphatically heard the pronunciation of Eglantine. And I still screwed it up. <laughs> I honestly didn't remember the names because I was like, it's either Bedknobs and Broomsticks or the witch from um, Sword in the Stone, but I can't yeah. remember. That's yeah. mad, 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 madam, mim. Ah, thank you. <laughs> yes. All right. One point to Rachel there. Question number six. Last question of the round. Who is the giant lumberjack legend with a large blue ox? Stu. Stew. Paul Bunyan. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Paul Bunyan, created is... in 1916 by the Red River Lumber Company. 
All right, so there is a, uh, I guess it's, I, I don't know if it's a chain or not, but there's a restaurant, it's a breakfast cafe uh, mm-hmm. in Wisconsin um, that my family <laughs> would drive past every year when we take this, like a fishing trip up, right? And it has this giant ass statue of Paul Bunyan. And it's like right next to the cafe. Like it's literally like two times the size of the cafe. Uh-huh. Um, and it's called like Paul Bunyan's Pancake, Pancake Shanty House or something. <laughs> and like and we never went there, but we'd always look at it and be like, what? Like, what is that place? <laughs> like the most ludicrous. I got to find a picture of it. It's ludicrous. <laughs> it is absolutely ludicrous that they like went. They leaned hard into it. <laughs> I have a things that got wrong road trip idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be, it would be a hot mess. It'd be great. Oh, it's Paul Bunyan's cook shanty. That's what it is. Cook shanty. <laughs> Reminds me of the big old thing in Tulsa, Ryan. Yeah. I don't know. Tulsa's very famous for this big, huge statue dude of a cowboy. And I've seen it once and all I got was confused. He's not a cowboy. He's, he's just like, He's an oil man. I think he's just called an oil man, but he's like a, I don't know, eighty foot tall, like way up tall, just like beigeish yellow colored oil man that's just like sticking straight up out of the ground. Weird. Yeah, it's really bizarre. That's super strange. I have no idea. It just represents something. Oil in Oklahoma. Oil. I guess I don't <laughs> right. know. Corruption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big brother watching over you. Oh God. Uh, let's keep going. That is the end of round number one. Good first game. Pretty even. And the second round, I'm super excited about. This is a user-submitted round on Yay. Dutch trivia. Yes. Oh, Netherlands my gosh. Trivia. Not going to uh, do good, but I'm very excited. <laughs> very excited. We're going to try. So Willem from the Netherlands wrote in and had a lot of great things to say about the show and everything. And we got to talk quite a bit over email uh, he is a quiz master in the Netherlands awesome. and uh, wrote up a round with he. There was no bar to be set before this, but he has set the bar extraordinarily high. Oh, man. Um, so I cannot thank you enough, Willem, for what you did. I uh, really appreciate it. Really excited to use the round. Thank you, um, so question number one. At over 20 million, the Dutch people have more of these than they have people. At roughly 1.3 per person. Yes. Whoa. Wow. I was thinking like livestock of some sort, but. I was thinking tulips. I was thinking tulips at first. <laughs> tulips would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> but then people lose that one shoe on the highway, and those are like what dips it below two. <laughs> those are it's, the Dutch gangs are represented yeah, just, by old cobblestone. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that to mark like gang territory or drug dealers? Like, pretty so. sure. Over twenty million bikes there everywhere, and yeah, people bike uh, literally everywhere. It's a beautiful Good place. For them. Being in the Netherlands back in February in Amsterdam, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever traveled, and I would love to go back more often. So cool. Question number two: Anne Frank is one of the most notable Dutch figures in history. Who was the person who released her diaries publicly posthumously in 1947? Rachel. Rachel. Her father. Yes. This would be her father after they were returned to him and released them publicly. Uh, For an extra point, it's the only extra point of the game. What was the name of the fictional character that Anne often wrote to or often wrote her diaries to? 
This is a tough one. What is the name of the fictional character that Anne often wrote her diaries to? I got no idea. No answers. Uh, this would be to a fictional character named Kitty, where a oh. lot of her journals, her diary entries were written to. So two points to Rachel there. Question number three. Who is the historical figure that the Dutch introduced into the U.S. and called the, quote, good holy man? His birthday is celebrated each year on December 5th, and Dutch folklore says he lives in Spain and travels by boat to the Netherlands every year, accompanied by his assistants. Yeah, I'll give you Santa Claus or St. Nicholas. Nice. It's nice. No, he, he actually wrote, I actually rewrote the question a little bit, uh, the elves are or had been in the past, uh, certainly, um, you know, uh, a mark for uh, black exploitation and things like that. But as I did more research, it definitely sounds like that is uh, all but gone away and has changed to uh, not no longer reflect that. So, but the Saint Nick part alone, yeah, is uh, the <laughs> apparently lives in Spain and travels by boat to the Netherlands. I don't quite know how that works. Um, okay, okay, historical. Netherlands used to be a territory of Spain. Oh. Years and years ago, Netherlands were a territory of Spain. They were like the Duchy of Orange. That's the color orange. Oh. They cool. were, they were like, so they were property of Spain for a long time. So it makes sense. I did not know that. I just know our Santa Claus lives in the North Pole where it's real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> deep breaths, Ryan. Deep, deep breaths. <laughs> Question number four. Many cities derive their name from French colonies, such as Brooklyn and Harlem. What world capital city's original name was Batavia uh, and was renamed to its current name in 1942? This country is home to the largest Muslim population in the world. Rachel? Uh, Rachel. Jakarta? Yeah, Jakarta. Nice. I would not have gotten that. It's nicely done. Yeah, it's kind of a tough one for at least for... Uh, for me, uh, I think it's Batavia, but I, I wasn't quite sure the pronunciation. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Jakarta, or before changing its name in 1942 to Jakarta. So nice job. Two points to Rachel there. Mm. Question number five. This top Amsterdam soccer team has won a, the National League 34 times and is named after what Greek hero who is the son of King Telamon and played a huge role in Homer's Iliad? This top Amsterdam soccer team has won a national league, has won the national league 34 times and is named after what Greek hero who is the son of King Telamon and played a huge part in Homer's Iliad. Okay. Rachel. Rachel. Because most of the other characters are, have long names. I'm going to go with Ajax. Yes. Whoa. Oh, nicely done. Yeah, very nice. I couldn't think of anything other than like super long names. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not any of those. Like it's not Achilles. I don't <laughs> right, it's think not it's going to be Agamemnon. <laughs> right, right. Could have put a, <laughs> put uh, a little a clue about it also being soap, but I decided yeah. not to. <laughs> so uh, this is the Ajax team or Ajax soccer team. Nice job. Two points to Rachel there. Question yeah. number six. Qu last question of the round. Although Amsterdam is the official capital of the Netherlands, the country can be characterized by two capitals, including what city that acts as its administrative center, housing the government and the court, as well as the UN's international... Rachel, <laughs> I, well, I was like, I was thinking about it because just like, for example, I 
think it's Switzerland, one of our users can correct me if I'm wrong, where they have like the UN and stuff in Geneva, but they don't have any of their, their, their own governmental stuff doesn't, hmm. isn't there too. And so I was trying to figure it out, but got to work on those uh, voice timing things they talked about <laughs> on Jeopardy. <laughs> This would be the Hague uh, housing the government, the court, as well as the UN's International Court of Justice. Uh, and that and brings the end of the round. Uh, first, before I get to scores, halftime scores, uh, thank you again, Willem, for an amazing round for submitting us. Uh, a ton, I think there were like 10 questions that I boiled them down to the six and then changed the language of them just a little bit. But uh, it was a fantastic round. And I, I truly cannot like you set the bar so high. And I really appreciate everything, all the kind words you had about the show and everyone here and uh, the round itself. So thank you again to Willem. And uh, you listening at home should also try to uh, give us some topic ideas and user submitted stuff. I'd love to incorporate this a little more often. Uh, I know we'll have one sometime in the future around uh, the Eurovision uh, tournaments and stuff. So uh, that's what's so great about our uh, all of our different European listeners. We had so many people from England and other places. I mean, as I've always said, the the Netherlands are. are our group of listeners from the Netherlands are our greatest asset and are the greatest humans of all time. <laughs> As I've said wow, since day one. Wow, what about us, Ryan? <laughs> I've always said that. I've always <laughs> known. I prophesized. This one uh, should be a good one. It's a brand new round and uh, a little bit more of a game theme to it. So I think we'll be good. This is three of a kind. Ooh. Where uh, I will give you a list of three items that either belong to the same group that you need to name, or these are three items that share a similar same name that you need to name. Uh, so as a uh, very, very simple example, if I were to say snap, crackle, and pop. Cereal. You would say cereal, the Rice Krispies mascots. Got it. There you go. So I will give you three items. Uh, that's all the clues I have. And you need to give me the correlating... Uh, name that applies to everything so question number one dusty bottoms lucky day ned niederlander i i know i was gonna say like all of this is ringing a bell rachel mm-hmm. simpsons not the simpsons okay can you repeat the things again dusty bottoms lucky day ned niederlander oh man no no Stew? guesses still are these like Kentucky Derby horses? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is uh, first question on three of a kind. This would be the three amigos. <gasps> oh. Oh, man. The three amigos. Uh, no points there. Question number two. Gold, myrrh, frankincense. I would have accepted wise man's gifts. Yes. There you go. <laughs> 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 that would be gold, <laughs> myrrh, and frankincense. Yes. Uh, I still don't really know what frankincense is, but I think it's a cool word. It's like a perfume. It's in a lot of oh. perfume. That's the best way to describe it. I just like I the word like frankincense. frankincense. We can name our first cat frankincense. That's Maybe an it'll adorable have cat name. You... <laughs> <laughs> I like that putting is... frankincense in at the arcade machine. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. PlayStation project name, the God of Dreams, the Matrix Prophet. No, not Oracle. Oh, that was a good 
Can you repeat the things? Yeah. PlayStation project name, God of Dreams, Matrix Prophet. <laughs> Any other guesses first? Rachel. Rachel. Halo. Not Halo. Stu. <laughs> God of Dreams? God of Dreams, Matrix Prophet, PlayStation project name. Oh, Apollo? I know. Morpheon, God! Oh. I was like, that was my guess for the last time I heard that question. Darn it. <laughs> Morpheus. Uh, one of the, I, be, I can't remember if it was PlayStation VR or PlayStation 4 project name, the God of Dreams, and... I thought you were saying... The Oracle makes sense. Although, yeah, I mean, splitting hairs a little bit, but... And I thought you were talking about the PS1 because you just said PlayStation, and so that threw me way off. Uh, <laughs> it's all the host's fault. It's all, it's all his fault. Question number four. Triangle. River. The letter D. Rachel. Rachel. <gasps> Hear me out. Roman numerals. No. Heard you out. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Triangle. River, the letter D. I thought it was... Uh, Stu? Stu. Are these Greek letters? Like... Uh, not Greek letters. Because, like, yeah, the river is what threw me off, but I was like, maybe it's a squiggle or something. I don't know. See, that, that's how I got to the Roman numerals. <laughs> right, like... right. And that's... Right, that's why I gasped when you said that, because I was like, ah, oh, that's got to be it. No, you, that's not you, it. <laughs> you guys... You guys are on the right track, but you you just you need you need the same name. You need the shared the shared name here. Triangle, river, the letter D. This would be Delta. <laughs> oh, oh, I was on the right track. Darn it! <laughs> You're very much on the right track. But a uh, triangle, the Delta of a triangle, oh, a river, river Delta. Oh my gosh! And wow. the letter D. Nice. We're playing, we're playing really high level abstract. here. Nice. That's really abstract thinking, man. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. Julius Caesar character, Thrilla Boxer, large captive crocodile. Not Brutus. Any other guesses? Rachel. You, Rachel. Mark Antony. Not Mark Anthony. Antony. No, Mark Antony. Can you repeat the, the things? The yeah. hints? Julius Caesar character, Thrilla Boxer, large captive crocodile. Um, no. Any other guesses? You're on the right track with Julius Caesar character or people in the Julius Caesar story. Uh, Thrilla Boxer would be the Thrilla in Manila and large captive crocodile was the largest captive crocodile uh, of its time. This would be uh, Cassius Clay or Cassius. Uh, Cassius would be the uh, common name I needed. Nice. Mm. Okay. The Thrilla Boxer would be uh, Joe Frazier versus Muhammad Ali or uh, his born name of Cassius. Zero points You are there. doing deep digs. I like this, though. This is <laughs> I, really I hard. Too. It's I very like hard. It. I like it. Question number six. Last question of the game. Honda car, Homer's story, Mario game. Oh. Aww. This would be the Odyssey. Homer's Odyssey, the Honda Odyssey, and Mario Odyssey. 
I have all three of those things. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I like it. It's a good car. <laughs> Dude, the minivan rocks. You can't knock the minivan. There ain't no shame in the minivan. Ain't I, no I, shame I, in a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> that song comes stock in all minivans. Do you know what else does? Headphones. <laughs> you should not be does wearing headphones while also, you're driving. Does sanity also? Does that come? No, or is that an extra fee? That's extra fee. That's, that's a lot the, of extra that's money. That's the premium package. <laughs> yeah. All right. But it's still anyone's game because we are bringing back Family Feud. Um, you said on the last question, you said last question of the game. Uh, as I meant last question of the round. <laughs> There we go. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Family Feud. I will go around the horn. Each I'll start with each player where you have to uh, give me an answer to the question based on Family Feud, uh, top 100 answers on the board style. Uh, then the next person will get a chance to top that uh, person who ends with the highest answer. will get two points. We'll start with Rachel. This is only going to Rachel. If you got stuck in the desert... What would you want to have with you? Water. Water is the number one answer on the board. <laughs> I don't remember how we did the last game. Am I going to give an extra point for hitting the number one answer right off the top? Yes, you can. <laughs> That's true. With I'm 56 gonna... of 100 votes guessing water. Uh, I'll give Rachel three points. We'll play this round this way. Uh, followed by food, a cell phone, a camel. And a friend. <laughs> <laughs> to die with. Yeah, to starve with. I'm surprised nobody said a hat. <laughs> All right. Uh, Stu, the next question will go to you. Besides Family Feud, name a TV show with family in the title. Family in quotations. Family Matters? Family Matters is number two on the board with 24 points. Oh, God, now I know. <laughs> Family Guy is number four with only How 11. I... No way. Rachel, can you beat, can you get the number one answer? Modern Family? Not Modern one. Family, although that's a good one. Not on the board. Okay. All in the Family is number three. So family Adam's ties? Family is number five. Family uh, Ties was the number one answer. Darn it. I was going to go with that, but I was like, oh. I don't know if that's going to be the one. <laughs> Ryan, do you have a year for these? I don't know if, if some of right. these you can give us a year on them. To no, know, I, say, I don't. Get an but idea. Because Family Guy is on the board, it certainly would have been within the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just know like, Modern Family would have been like, the last six or seven years. That's that's why I asked, yeah. actually. With Family Ties being on the board, I would, you, you might think that it was like in the 70s or 80s. But Right. That That's what I was anticipating. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the two points to stew there for top with Family Matters, but it goes Family Ties with 44, Family Matters with 24, and then down the line is All in the Family, Family Guy, Adam's Family. Da-da-da-da. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Name something that causes people to change seats at the movies. <laughs> Tall person in front is number three. Rachel, can you beat tall person in front? Talking? Uh, noisy Neighbors is number two. Stu, can you beat Noisy Neighbors to get the number one answer? Um, hey, name something that causes people to change seats at the movies. Too loud? 
Uh, I get, like you, you can't hear it enough. That's noisy neighbors, but I'm saying like you can't hear the movie enough. So like you gotta move seats. When have know. you ever not been able to hear the movie? I don't know. I do. Other <laughs> answers were picked. <laughs> Why else? <laughs> uh, so Rachel's gonna get two points there. What was number one for noisy neighbors? So uh, I'll go from number five was affectionate couple with four points, <laughs> dirty or sticky seat with six points. Tall person in front with 18, noisy neighbor with 30. And the number one answer you would change seats at a movie is because you want a better view. Also, if you get the chance to watch Family Feud bloopers, uh, it's worth it. Oh my God, yes. They're great. All right, this one goes back to Rachel. Name a place where you would find yourself watching the clock. Work. (laughs) Work is the number one answer on the board. (laughs) With 57. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I just get... Water, work, wombo. <laughs> hey, it's it's just the way it's listed. We have... That's what he says. Water, work, winner. They're right in front of me. Uh, name a place you would find someone watching or find yourself watching the clock would be work, school, place of worship, doctor's office, and airport. So nice. three points to Rachel there. I've never been nervous about the way I've scored a game before, but <laughs> now you wish you could do half points, don't you? No, God, no. Let's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> do question number five. Name a profession that requires really good balance. Uh, tight, like a circus performer or a tight walk, tight rope walker. Yes. Tight rope walker is the number one answer on the board. Woo. Take those points. Uh, tightrope walker, acrobat, gymnast, trapeze artist, ballerina. All right. The last question of the game. Name something people associate with the Swiss. Swiss cheese is the number one answer on the board. I knew it. Cheese, Alps, chocolate, watches, and Swiss bank account. All right, that is the end of the game, and the scores are as follows. Uh, Stu climbing well out of the fort with seven points. And <laughs> it's because it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fire tripped you up. Know. Climbing out, running out, you know. And uh, that is the end of the game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you again, Willem, for the amazing round. Uh, let's get to some picks. Each episode, a couple of us give a movie, a game, an experience, or something like that that we recommend you check out. And today, Stu has a pick. I do. Uh, mine is a it's a YouTube channel. Um, and I mean, I guess it's it's fairly popular, but it's a YouTube channel of this guy called Nakey Jakey. And uh, I can't really describe the channel. I have an assumption <laughs> of what it's about based on name alone. No, it is, and it's nothing close to that. It is basically, um, it's one guy named Jake, and he just is talking about, like, mostly mostly video games, uh, or just kind of, like, nerd culture, things from his childhood or whatever, but his format is hilarious, and I, I, it's, honestly, it's pretty indescribable. He sits on an aerobics ball in front of a green screen, uh, and just kind of talks in front of like the video that he's you know created and made and it's it, it it's wild i mean i i haven't like cried laughing so hard from like especially just from like a random thing that i found in a long time um but his videos <laughs> are both heartwarming touching and just 
just pee your pants hilarious. Um, he definitely, you know, he's kind of got a little bit of a crass sense of humor, but it's like nothing else. Um, I especially love the video that he does about uh, torrenting music <laughs> and uh, and like LimeWire and stuff. It's fantastic. So the YouTube channel is called Nakey Jakey. Uh, it has nothing to do with nakedness. It's just this guy named Jake and some funny videos that he makes. <laughs> All right. I have no I have no way to follow up on this. I've never heard of it. But. <laughs> I don't expect anybody to, but it's I mean seriously, you got to go watch it. It I die laughing at his stuff. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jakey. Uh I have a pick. I have a book. Um as I've said before, I'm a big proponent of uh not only reading, but of the library and I would uh, my pick is not to go get a library card, but if you do not have a library card, go get a library card. They're awesome. Uh, and this is a book and really a series of books that uh, I have checked out multiple times, uh, both physically and in ebook. And uh, I just, I keep coming back to them multiple times. Like I wanted to have the books so that I could just like write in them and take notes in them and like almost study them in some ways. Um, this is a book called Steal Like an Artist. Uh, the author is Austin Cleon. It is just a book about creativity, about kind of getting unstuck, um, being unabashedly an artist. Um, a lot of just tips on just just taking notes, having a great workstation to be a creative. Just the idea of, of doing good work, caring about what you're doing, you know, using your hands to do projects, getting away from the screen. Uh, everything that comes into being creative or creating art or anything of the sort. Um, just thinking outside of the box uh, you know, just the different things that you can do of, uh, you know, simple things that just kind of unlock creativity, even things like, you know, taking a Sharpie to a magazine or a newspaper and kind of blocking out quotes and creating your own almost like poems or something in there, just like all sorts of little things, um, just about just being creative and kind of getting back in touch with that sort of thing. Uh, the idea of like side projects and hobbies and stuff like that. So it's a really, really quick read. Basically every section is a page or two and they're just kind of quick kind of tips or quick, you know, ways of approaching things. Um, it's a book I've returned to a lot of times over the last couple of years. And I, I decided now I, it is worth owning just so that I can, you know, continue to kind of study it and, um, take kind of feed off of it. So, uh, that is the book steal like an artist. It's one of three of in this sort of series. Um, but it's a really, really good one if you're a creative type at all. And I want to kind of jump into some of that. It's a really good read. Uh, by the author Austin Cleon, K-L-E-O-N. That sounds awesome. Yeah, Ryan, like, I've heard you talk about this before. It looks, it sounds great. Yeah, it's really fun. And it, it's hard to describe because it's it's a very simple book. And the book has a lot of just pictures, like uh, all sorts of just sort of like index cards written on with Sharpie. Like, you know, it, it's really the idea of the more you can simplify or the more you can focus in on something, the more you can unlock creativity. And that's something I really believe um, it just, you know, taking different sources of stuff like the simpler you can make something generally, you know, the, the easier it is to tap into something, the more profound it is. Um, you know, nobody believe, you know, a lot of people tell themselves they're not a good artist. They're not anything. But if you say, take a Sharpie and draw a flower, you probably can do that because it's a simple task. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just breaking your mind out of like creativity has to be perfect first, you know, and then being like, you know, kind of creating and doing art like you were a kid again. Um, and I've definitely taken these, these notes and these, um, you know, just these kind of small exposés and, uh, taking them and ran with them over the last couple of years. And it's something that's meant a lot to me. So 
uh, Still Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. Wonderful, Ryan. We will add it to our list and on our picks. Um, that sounds amazing. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm going to buy this for somebody. Like, straight up, this this is awesome. Um, that's such a cool That's such a cool book and just kind of a reminder to get back to your roots for creativity and stuff. I know, like, I know several people that would really like this. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then if you're listening in at home, uh, and you have a pick of your own or you have something that you think the listeners would enjoy, uh, we would truly, I would love to have a pick that is user submitted every week if we could. Uh, so if you have something cool, a movie, another book of this sort, anything like that, uh, email it to us at things that get wrong at gmail.com. Check out the Twitter and the Instagram at things that get wrong and check out the website, things that get wrong.com for all the past episodes, show notes and everything else. Uh, our next episode will be released in the end of February. It will be our first ever leap episode Ooh, uh, as a twer. <laughs> uh, thank you to the team here. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.